It's time for another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show with Rich Baxter and Gary Mack talking baseball. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. I'm Gary Mack, and I'm joined, as always, on these bright, sunny uh, well, a little bit cloudy Sunday morning by the great Rich Baxter. Rich, how are you today? Thank you, Mr. Gary Mack. Doing well. Thank you very much for the introduction. And um, how about yourself on this kind of like spring day out here? We got baseball to watch later on today. Baseball to watch at one o'clock for me. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I'm looking forward to it. We've got the crack of the bat and the the uh, pop of the gloves going on and, and uh, sore little inter-squad thing that the Mets uh, played the other day. So I was happy to see a little bit of that. And, um, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, Rich, how, how people used to be bored uh, in spring training games, even avid fans. You could say after a while, I don't want to watch that. Uh, because after the fourth or fifth inning, you know, they, they move in all the minor leaguers and stuff. But since uh, I've been following, what you know, I'm not an expert, but since I, I know a little bit more about the minor leagues, I've been following the Mets a little bit more in the minors. Uh, it it's, gives me more interest now because now I want to see some of these guys that I've been reading about and that I don't get to see all the time, even though I have the... Uh, the uh, <clears throat> minor league package, and, and and I try to watch some of the games, but um, so it, it doesn't bother me as much. But uh, Rich, uh, before we get into the whole baseball season thing, we were uh, remiss last week. We forgot all about it. We were, uh, so um, talking about the rule changes, and we'll, we'll speak some more about that. But we forgot about the passing of Tim McCarver, uh, one of the uh, uh, all-time great announcers and and a pretty decent ball player in his own right. Uh, He passed away last week, and we're a little late uh, getting to it, but better late than never, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, One of the better broadcasters, too. And as you mentioned, a great player as well. And, uh, you know, he touched our lives uh you're a Mets fan I'm a Phillies fan he was greatly involved in in both uh areas there he was up in New York uh broadcasting a lot and uh he was with the Phillies for many years but uh yeah Tim McCarver he was one of those guys uh sort of like a, a Yogi Barra he seemed to be around the game forever uh there's never a time I I didn't remember hearing about him from a you know being a kid he First came up into the league in 1959 as a 17-year-old, and his career <laughs> spanned over to 1980, uh, where he wrapped up with the Phillies. And unfortunately, he didn't finish that season with the Phillies, only played six games with them. But yeah, McCarver uh, became that great broadcaster that we all loved. I don't think too many people didn't like the way he called the game. But uh, yeah, passing of a legend in baseball uh, last week. Yeah, and uh, he was one of those four-decade guys, the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s he played in. 
uh, albeit only uh, six games in the 80s, but still made it to that era. And uh, he was, uh, he hung on there because he was Steve Carlton's personal catcher uh, with the Phils. And and, uh, so, uh, you know, he kind of hung on for a while then went to the booth, as you said. He worked for the Mets for many years. Uh, did a stint with the Yankees, and of course he was with Fox with Joe Buck for many years, and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't like him. I always liked him. I thought he was a, a terrific announcer, and I used to I used to like his viewpoint of the game and how he'd break it down for you. Especially, um, I always found him better on uh, the Mets games than I did on the National games. Uh, more or less. And, you know, really, uh, it's been said a lot of times, but he had he really resurrected uh, Ralph Kiner in a way. Um, when when he had come to the Mets, the Mets, the, the, the announcing team was kind of in the doldrums and, uh, you know, Ralph Kiner was kind of mailing it in and everything. And Tim McCarver really got him out of his shell again and really got him telling stories and, and uh, just, you know, uh, they had fun on the air and really, uh, you know, so he, he's kind of considered reinvigorating, if you will, uh, Ralph Kiner as an announcer. So, uh, but he was great. He was here for a number of years and, and enjoyed listening to him and, uh, Sorry to see him go. Another another great gone. And I don't know. Did they say what he passed from? I don't recall that. Uh, yeah, but... I don't remember reading that one. But, yeah, he retired in 1980 as a player and called 24 World Series games for wow. all the major networks. ABC, CBS, Fox was yeah. also an analyst. And as you said, 18-year partnership with Fox, with play-by-play man Joe Buck. Now, I can leave Joe Buck, but I really liked uh, McCarver's call yeah, of the game. Yeah. He was very uh, level most of the time. Great analysis on uh, games and uh, you know, just an overall good guy to listen to when you're watching baseball. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, I, I like the way he used to break it down and uh, get everything across to you. So uh, uh, it's sad, but this is what, uh, you know, w- we're getting older and these guys are getting older and, and uh, leaving us now. So um, it, it's sad. And, you know, let's not uh, forget he was a terrific catcher as well and, and a decent hitter. Yeah, uh, you know, got a couple of World Series rings, I think, or at least one, and uh, you know, pretty, pretty a good career and a good life, and uh, so he'll be missed around baseball, and uh, you know, what more can you say? Our condolences go out to his family and friends, and um, it's a voice we'll miss. Yes, indeed. So Tim McCarver passed away at 81 years of age. But let's get on to some more positive uh, stuff here. As we said in the start of this show, we have games to watch. Finally, Major League Baseball has uh, opened up the camps in 
Florida and Arizona. The games started a couple days ago now. And um, the big news on day one, Gary, was uh, Manny Machado being the first player to get a called strike on not being ready in the batter's box when the pitcher was ready to deliver a pitch to him. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we had the first full slate of games with the pitch timer and a defensive shift and all of that, and uh, they're going to enforce it strictly so they can get ready for the season. So um, w- that'll be interesting to see as well. And and we've had a game ended on a call already. The uh, Red Sox and the Braves, it, the game ended the bottom of the night with the score tied as there was no intention. Uh, the two teams were not going to play extra innings. <coughs> Uh, Braves infielder Cal Conley was up at bat with the bases loaded, two outs, and accounts full, and was not alert to the pitcher by the eight-second march of the pitch timer and was therefore given an automated strike. So uh, he uh, that was it. Strikeout, game over. And, uh, of course, in the regular season, we would have went to extra innings, but that's what they're going to they have to get used to and uh you know the teach the moments will be many that they're gonna learn in this exhibition season <clears throat> excuse me with the hope that most of the wrinkles will be ironed out by um opening day yeah absolutely and uh what a strange way to end the ball game. You know, uh, we typically think it's either got to be a ball strike coming from the pitcher, a strikeout, uh, something like that. Now it's just time. What a shame. I, I still am not in favor of this. I don't like timers in baseball. I don't think it was necessary. Uh, it's going to shave, what, 20 minutes off of a game, maybe most times, possibly is what they were saying on some different uh, programs that I was watching. Um, The offense should be the same, they were saying, quote unquote, but you've got these little nuances, like you just mentioned, the game ended because of time, not because of a pitch, not because of of a swing and miss. That's not baseball to me. I just, I, I don't like this. And, you know, I hope a lot of baseball purist type fans get on the bandwagon and, and tell baseball MLB, that they don't like this rule. Well, I I think uh, I hate to say it, but I think the opposite's going to happen. I think people are going to like it. They like it in the minor leagues. There is, it's not really. They're not looking at it as a time saver. I don't think it's to encourage more action to keep the flow of the game going more. Um, that's one of the complaints from people that the action breaks down and these guys are walking around the mound, the pitchers and the guys are coming out of the batter's box and adjusting their glove 57 times. And they're hoping to, that's what they want to avoid. They want to keep the flow of the game moving. So it's more of a constant flow. Now I, I know baseball isn't a constant flow kind of game, but, and most sports um, aren't either, but we can talk about that is, as well. You know, this is what they're looking for. And uh, they said that uh, 
you know, that's what what they want to do. They want to get the game flowing better. And they, you know, the minor league is that where they did it the last couple of years or last year, especially and and ninety percent of them said it took them about a month or so to adjust, and that you were really. Uh, the infractions go down tremendously after a while. So you, you're not even going to notice it after a while, once they get used to it. And, and I don't, you know, this was the first game. So I think that's why something happened. You're going to see this a couple of times. I think by the regular season, though, everything will be fine. Um, It'll begin to be, to get old hat to a lot of these guys. Now, um, we got a question from our good friend Jeff Cohen. Uh, is the pitcher allowed to ask for a change of baseball? If so, does this affect the pitch clock or is this considered a disengagement? Well, I looked and I could not really find an answer to that. I guess that'll be one of those things that'll have to we'll have to see what happens when it happens in a game and uh, if they consider it as anything. Um, there isn't, you know, MLB has an article up rule changes explained. I looked through it. I really didn't see anything that would, would cover what Jeff was asking, but, um, I can give him the link and maybe he, he can look and see if he finds anything different, but, um, it's going to be a learning curve for all of us. And I, and I think, you know, it's it's here. So <laughs> we have to accept it and see how it works out. And it could go away. I mean, if, if they find out it doesn't work, uh, you know, players complain a lot about it, and then, then they could always change it. But I think it's going to be here to stay, and I think players will get used to it, and I think they'll – you know, we'll probably see some leeway in a big game. I can't see them calling the seventh game of the World Series or something and and have it end like on a on a but it will know, a clock penalty. But it will, well, and that's that's the shame of it all. You know, like we we say this now, but over time we're going to see that. Okay, there's going to be bad calls. It's going to be interpreted by umpires. There's going to be room for more errors. There's a layer on layer of more rules, like you're trying to determine certain things. There's just piles of, of you know, rules on top of rules now. And before it was just a game. It was a game for over 100 years, the same way it's always been played. Why change it now? You're going to get less commercials in a game, um, and that might be a good thing. But <laughs> you're you're gonna feel well, a little you rushed. Go. You're gonna feel a little rushed in the summer at 90 degrees. You want to lollygag a little bit. You want the guy to just you know take a sweat off his brow for a second, ask for time. You're you're not under time with baseball now. You are. You know, like uh, I hope I that you. I can adapt to it. But uh, and I hope that you're right that most people do like it. But. If I'm paying money to go to a game like I'm going to be doing this year, I don't want to leave faster. I want to enjoy myself. I want to enjoy and get my money's worth. I want to stay there for a little while. I don't want to just get there and then run out and have to come home. I got a long trip to make for this 
spending a lot of money. <laughs> I don't want to just go there, punch my card, and just turn around and come home. But uh, we'll I have to see. You. We'll have to see I, what happens. Uh, already, <laughs> there's been impacts in games, and it's spring training, game one. Down the line, this is going to be not something that people like. I can almost guarantee you that. Well, I, I think we have to wait and see. I, I think, uh, you know, they expected early on in spring training because it is something new. And they'll have to work the kinks out of it. That's that's all there is. The players will have to get used to it. Um, look, I I admit I get tired of, of some of these guys getting out of the box and adjusting. I mean, you used to watch Garcia Parra. He used to be, you know, ridiculous. He'd come after but, every pitch. But that was I'm, part of his thing, you know, like, yeah, oh, there he goes. Was, there he goes. But you after know, like, a while, it was like, come on, just get in the freaking box. Okay, but uh, didn't yeah. they have a delay of game rule any time in baseball? I'm going to have no, to go back to the really. books for that. No, I don't because, think so. Yeah, they could have maybe called it on him. Hey, you know, like, do you think he can get ready? Yeah, but every pitch, you said he had to adjust. He did his it all the time. Uh, I, and it, and it, it got to the point it was ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Left and there, now, there's now, other right other players that have had little nuances. Oh, there's there's pitchers, yeah. pitchers that have little nuances to them too. That's part of baseball. It's not you didn't tell them, hey, you got to do that in eight seconds, you know, yeah. or else. Well, no, they or don't. Ten seconds or twelve seconds. seconds. It's fifteen and nineteen, I believe. Yeah, but if the but batter pitcher, isn't ready by eight seconds, ready. Well. Yeah, just get in the damn box. I mean, I don't know. You know I don't know. You watch some of the old films from the fifties and the sixties. These guys never got out of the box and checked the, uh, you know, a, a thousand and one things. They didn't even wear batting gloves. Some of these guys, but and that stings. I remember. In. I remember those days. Yeah, you watch Willie Mays. He never got out of the batter's box hardly. Right. Um, you know, and if he did, it was like he'd step back. The lead foot would come back and get back in, and he'd just take a look around. And, I, you know, these guys took it. You know what happened? Here's what happened. They took advantage of the rules, and now it's biting them in the ass. And and beep. now they're going the, <laughs> the other way. Right. Um, You know. If they had just done what people had done in the 50s and the 60s, watch a game from them. Just go back and watch it. You don't feel like you're getting gypped, and yet they'd be out in two hours, two and a half hours. And and the difference was there wasn't a lot of this fooling around. Yeah. Uh, I I don't like the throwing over. You get three pitches because uh, all the guy's got to do is stand there. And then, you know, if the guy throws over three times, then he can run. I mean, I don't, I don't like that idea, but I, you know, the other stuff and I'm not crazy about either, but I do think you had to do something with the batters and, and these pitches strolling around the mound and, mm -hmm. and uh, all of this stuff. and and. You know, they took advantage of it. And now it's coming home to roost. 
All right. Well, we'll have to monitor this as it goes on. And we're only into what day two or three of spring training games yeah, here. Yeah. I mean, so interesting. That's as it. it as it starts off. But um just wanted to remind our listeners out there we do a version of this show on Facebook and YouTube. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash the baseball talk radio show. If you go there, you can hit subscribe and you'll get notified when we have new videos. If you click the little bell that's on that page, you can also find out when our latest video goes up right away. So you don't even have to worry about it. You'll get a notification about it. So uh, check that out over at youtube.com forward slash the baseball talk radio show. And if you follow us on Facebook, I invite you guys to hit like and share on the Baseball Talk Radio Show page. If you see our live stream that we do, uh, usually uh, in the off season and the spring, it's on Sundays. But um, hit like and share so your friends can see us. Maybe they'll want to subscribe to the show, too, there on Facebook. I appreciate that. And it lets us know that you watch the show for a minute, even if it's 10 seconds. You know, give us a, a little encouragement to keep broadcasting the show because it costs money to do it. And, uh, you know, we don't make a ton of money on the show. So uh, give us that little encouragement, help us get more listeners, and uh, we would appreciate it greatly. Yes, please do. And, Rich, we have some breaking news. Ba -ba -da -ba. Yeah, I don't have any music. There we go. Breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, Manny Machado, who you mentioned already, yes. has signed or reportedly reportedly has signed a an extension with the San Diego Padres for 11 years, $350 million contract extension. Will run through uh, thir uh, 2033. He'll be 41 years old now. A couple of days ago or last week, he uh, announced his intention of opting out of his current contract, and he had six years and $180 million remaining on that contract. Uh, so he picks up another five years and another $170 million uh, off, the, off of the Padres and uh, takes himself off the free agent market. So the Mets were looking at him as a potential free agent third baseman next year after losing out on Carlos Correa. I, you know what? I'm kind of glad that uh, he signed it. Uh, I don't think I would have wanted him here necessarily. And the Mets have a, a young guy that they want to play. He's a third baseman. We'll see what kind of spring he has. Uh, he's gotten off to a good start already. Uh, but um, this would have blocked him with this team. So I, I think it's kind of a good thing. He's staying with the Padres. That'll open up spots. Uh, not that Machado is necessarily uh, going to come here, but, uh, you know, the Mets were looking in that direction. So uh, let him stay there. Let the young guy have his shot here, and hopefully uh, it'll all work out for the better. Huge deal for Machado there. I didn't see this coming from the Padres. 
The Padres must have lost their mind, Gary. This is a this is a contract that I think they're going to regret over time. Uh, as we mentioned last week, he's batted 280 um, with 108 home runs. I did the math. If you watched or listened to last week's show, it's it's not phenomenal, and it's not Aaron Judge, and it's not Mike Trout. It's Manny Machado. I think he just has some sort of mojo. With the name, he's not no, that I, great of a player. He's not. <laughs> he's not a, a superstar, in my opinion. He's he's above average, but I think his his name and his, you know, I don't know. I, I I'm not a big fan. I don't even think he's worth half of that money. I would have let him walk. I think uh, a lot of it has been that he was the start of the turnaround help get players he, uh, to San Diego and uh, they didn't want to lose that. And he did have a good year last year. He was an all-star did help lead them into the playoffs. And uh, so I don't think uh, they wanted to lose that. And they're, they're going for broke now. They want to win. And so you can't blame them in a way, you know, Um, this is part of it. They feel they need him. He's young enough that uh, at, at 30, that they uh, think he'll stay till 41. So we'll see. I, I do agree with you that probably the back end of the uh, contract, is going to hurt them, but if they win a world championship or two in between those 11 years, then it'll be successful. Yes, it will. Uh, Manny Machado cashing in. Uh, but what that does is also set precedence for other players. You know, Mike Trout sitting back. Oh, well, if Machado got that much. I should be worth this much. And then it goes on and on and on. Um, where it stops, nobody knows. But uh, yeah, this this contract is uh, definitely wild. I don't think he's in the top five, top eight, top nine baseball players in the league. Uh, maybe the National League if you stretched it, but n- certainly not in the MLB, in my opinion. Um, but you know, evidently, uh, San Diego thinks he is, and I'm so glad that the Phillies did not sign him. Uh, they were entertaining that notion of signing him. For some reason, they passed on him, or he passed on them. And I'm I'm so happy for that. Around that time is the I believe the time we got Bryce Harper anyway. So uh, who would you rather have, Bryce Harper or Manny Machado? Come on, it's a no brainer. It, it's a no-brainer, but then again, uh, you know, Harper's been injured sometimes, so. Um, but he's a game-changer. He's he's the show. <laughs> he's the show. I think you're uh, showing my homers. Showing my homers. But coming out there. No, the guy's a game-changer. <laughs> Come on. Give him just do. Oh, I look, I, I take him in a heartbeat, but, um, you know, it's a different kind of player, too. He's an outfielder, and this is the third baseman. It's hard to find good third baseman. Uh, it's going to be interesting what's going to happen out there, though, because now they get Tatis, 
Junior coming back, and he's on a big, huge contract, and they just signed the guy from Boston, uh, um, Bogarts, who's also a shortstop. So who's going to play short? Somebody's going to have to move to second. The T-Smith last year, all of last year with an injury and then uh, some other issues. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what, what direction they go there. But uh, I think that's part of the reason they wanted to hang on to Machado. And and they did. Yep. So uh, if you're watching our YouTube or our live Facebook feed there, Machado can get himself a, a few more suits. The uh Leaser suits that he's wearing there in that photo, uh, uh, going to the All Star Game uh, last year in L.A. There, along with his wife there. But uh, Manny Machado cashing in big time. You might as well say he hit the lottery, if this is true. Uh, look, he hit it with the first contract too. Yeah, it wasn't too bad there. Thirty million a year. Um, now he stretched it out a little bit. Um, you know, wins enough money, who knows? But if you can get it, you got to get it. <laughs> All right. But don't cry when they start raising the ticket prices. You know, all these players are getting, <laughs> getting, getting, getting. And then, uh, you know, hot dogs are $20, beers, $25. It's already $30, $40 to park. Yeah. I know. You know, as we've been lamenting about on the show for years. But, uh, I don't know. Just I guess uh, I'll be watching a lot of games on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, you know, another season is starting up. We'll have some reports on some ballpark foods. I know uh, down in Clearwater, the Phillies are uh, having the the tiki bar open down there, and you see the the palm trees swaying. So uh, we've got baseball this afternoon on a Sunday. I think I'll be able to watch a couple innings. Uh, finally, um, as it happens, but, uh, so glad the game is back. I feel so much better when baseball is on and we had a short, well, I had a short off season because the Phillies made the world series, but it's been a, you know, long winter. Yeah, it, it has been. And thankfully the weather's been reasonable the whole winter, uh, didn't have, uh, at least in our part of the country. Uh, didn't get a lot of snow or, or things like that. No blizzards, but um, yeah, it's still been a long winter and, and it'll be nice to uh, see some sunshine today on TV with the, and the balls, uh, you know, and as I said before, the crack of the bat and the pop of the glove, always a great thing to see and, uh, you know, and, and enjoy baseball. That's for sure. So, uh, one thing hasn't changed. The game is is still baseball, and we're going to enjoy it, and we hope you do too. If you have a question or a comment or a topic that we should cover on the show, please send it in to Gary at BaseballTalkRadio.com or Rich at BaseballTalkRadio.com. We'll be glad to address it on the air. And we want to tell you about BaseballTalkRadio.com itself. That's the home for great baseball talk shows, about 35, I believe, right now, uh, including Gary's Mets Musings. We have uh, Ed Casputis with his great baseball PhD show, along with uh, Farley and Mark. 
And of course, baseball and barbecue with Jeff and Lynn and uh, a host of other ones. I even put some uh, national ones on there, Chris Rose. Um, so you can go there and listen to a 24 hour, seven day a week radio feed as well, wherever you are on the planet across the world. Uh, if you've ever wanted to listen to some baseball talk, now you can go right to this source and hear it. So uh, baseballtalkradio.com, the home for great baseball talk shows. There you go. Well, we'll join you next week, Gary. We'll be talking a whole lot more. Got some topics uh, on the, the burner. I'm sure these rule changes will come into play. We'll have a lot more to talk about with the listeners here for the podcast and our live stream and video version of the show. It's uh, always fun. I'm looking forward to this season in 23. Yeah, I, I think we're going to have a lot of conversations this this season over the rule changes, unfortunately. But uh, um, I, I'll be curious today. I want to see the uh, bigger bases as well. I did notice it the other day. Uh, in the it was just an inter-squad game. I don't even know if they used them or not, but I would imagine that they did. But uh I was paying more attention and, and it was on YouTube, so it was you know, it wasn't really uh the the whole setup like they normally would do for a game. So I'm interested today to see uh what the bases look like, how the players react to it and, and, and everything else, the, all the new rules. So should yeah. be interesting. Yeah. Remember when they came out with those batting helmets that were real huge, the, the guys look like kazoo yeah. almost remember kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> these are the way these bases are going to look these huge, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, even though they say, well, oh, you know, not that much bigger. Uh, they really remember the picture had the the big, uh, yeah, the big, big helmet, hat. helmet, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, helmet hat. And I remember David Wright wearing one of those uh, kazoo, as you call it, <laughs> yeah. uh, helmets there after getting hit in the head. But you know, if it's yeah. added protection, it's added protection. But um, yeah, it should be fascinating, and and we'll see how it all works out. You know what's going to happen. In a year or two, it's just going to be old hat. It'll be used to it. It'll be like it was always there. Yep. Old hat indeed. More ways than one. <laughs> but uh, thanks for listening to this edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show, everyone. And we'll see you next week for another one. Have a great one. <laughs>